الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأتباعه إلى يوم الدين وبعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته All praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and peace and salutations be upon our noble master Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My dear respected listeners, welcome to this program on Merkaz Sahaba. And uh, as far as advices are concerned, I'm going to rather speak about my observations and give perhaps one or two little advices that I have heard from our Akabirin and our uh, pious people, our uh, elder ulama of South Africa and the ulama of the world in general, in saying that two weeks ago when the president made his first speech and announced that certain measures were going to be taking place. The schools initially were going to be closed a few days earlier. Um, and some other, you know, restrictions were put in place and some social distancing was advocated in the sense that we should now be careful and be cautious with regard to how we interact with one another so that we do not potentially infect one another. A week later, the president again spoke to the nation and this time announced a lockdown. And South Africans went into a frenzy in stockpiling and buying food items, etc., etc. And preparations were made. Now, I want to just, you know, mention a few of my observations and thereafter I would like to draw a parallel to that and try and take some lessons based on these observations. So when we went into this lockdown, obviously a week before that restrictions were put in place of not more than a hundred people and subsequent to that we uh, made, you know, the changes that were necessary at the masjid. Um, in our area, for example, in Extension 9 in Lanasia, we opened up a few musallas around in the area to accommodate for the musallis. Alhamdulillah, our daily musalli count is in the region of about three to 500 people. So accommodating all these people was a challenge. And therefore, we had to open up satellite musallas for the time being, just so that people could read salah in jamaat. Because we know that our salah, alhamdulillah, in our country and our masjids and our madrasas are the center point of our communities. And uh, therefore, reading salah in congregation, our children coming to the madrasa and learning deen, all of this is an integral part of our deen in this country. And to tell people that, look, you cannot come to the masjid now, uh, you will have to read at a musallah was one of perhaps the most difficult things that I as an alim and as imam of a masjid had to do to instruct people that if you are from this area or these streets then you will read at this musallah designated musallah 
for a number of streets in the area, etc. So it was a very, very difficult task, especially for those elder ulama and those elder uh, people of our society who, uh, for them, the, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the masjid is like a second home. But unfortunately, these were steps that were taken. And it was in line with what the government was obviously advocating and suggesting at that particular time. However, after the lockdown or when the lockdown was announced, we found that people started stockpiling and people started going into a bit of a frenzy with regard to preparing. And rightly so, I mean, to a certain extent, you can understand that people understood a lockdown to be a thing where, you know, you should try and stay indoors as far as possible. And we should we should try and continue with that and follow the government, uh, you know, regulation in that we should only come out of our houses for, for basic necessities. And when this lockdown eventually took place, that Friday, Juma uh, was the first day of the of the lockdown, the past Friday. And South Africans woke up to a new type of, you know, uh, reality in that we were now asked to stay in our homes. People who were working in non-essential services were asked to stay home from work. Children's, uh, children were supposed to be on holiday in any case, but their holiday is now extended, so to speak, or their time and period at home is extended. I won't say holidays because, alhamdulillah, online classes from school and madrasa, etc. have begun as well. And um, we woke up to a new reality in that we could not leave our homes. When it came to our Juma Salahs, which is such an important day of the week for us as Muslims, we found that People were asked to make jamaat at home uh, with their immediate families if they had enough people and met the minimum requirements. In the masjid, there were practically about 10 people that were here for Jummah. Um, so it was a different reality. It was a different, you know, uh, set of circumstances that we've ever faced, unprecedented in our times. But nevertheless, it makes you think and... Uh, a few days ago, I heard a clip from Mufti Ibrahim Saab and he mentioned beautifully as well that the lessons that we can take from this COVID-19 outbreak and the subsequent lockdown that has taken place is great and there are many. We will begin with the opening verses of the Quran Karim after Surah Al-Fatiha that is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the qualities of the righteous believers and Allah Ta'ala says, Who are the muttaqeen? Who are the muttaqeen? Those who fear Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and are righteous. Alladheena yu'minuna bil ghayb. They are those who bring iman on the ghayb, on the unseen. Wa yuqeemuna salah and they establish salah. Wa mimma razaqnaahum yunfiqoon. And from that which we have provided as sustenance to them, they spend in the cause of Allah. وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ And they are those who bring iman on that which has been revealed to them or revealed to you, O Rasulullah meaning the Qur'an al-Karim. وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ And that which was revealed before you. وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُقِنُونَ And finally, they are those who bring iman and have yaqeen and belief in the hereafter. In the Akhirat. Ulaika ala hudammir rabbihim wa ulaika humul muflihun. Indeed, those are the people who are rightly guided. Wa ulaika humul muflihun. And indeed, those are the ones who will prove to be successful. 
And now, my dear respected elders and brothers, the point that was drawn here, first of all, I will come back to the lockdown and the stockpiling and the frenzy that took place. And I would like to say that when we were preparing for this lockdown, we went out of our way to ensure that for this period of time that we were going to be at home, we had whatever was necessary to make ourselves comfortable. It was announced to us by the president of our country that we would be going into lockdown and he gave us three days to prepare for it. And brothers did what they needed to do, brothers and sisters alike, did what they needed to do in order to prepare for this particular lockdown. To be comfortable, to be at ease, to be in the comfort of our homes, etc. The necessary steps were taken. Now my question to you, and to myself for that matter, is this, that when the Rasul of Allah sallallahu alayhi has told us, and tells us in many of the hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to us in the Quran al-Karim and tells us of the everlasting akhirat, the everlasting life after death, and that the time in this world, just like the time we had before the lockdown was a limited period of time, and people went in a frenzy to be ready for that, shouldn't we as Muslims take a lesson from this, that our time in this world is also a limited period of time. And we are preparing for our akhirat, which is a different reality from the one we are used to. So the frenzy that accompanied our actions in the days leading up to the lockdown, shouldn't there be some sort of frenzy when it comes to our preparation for the akhirat as well? And when I say frenzy, I mean, shouldn't we be ensuring that we hasten towards good as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Karim, that we should hasten towards that which is righteous, that all good actions, those actions that will bring the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we hasten towards those actions, my dear respected elders and brothers, sisters, then we will prepare for that akhirat to ensure like how we are comfortable in our homes and have all our supplies that we require during this period of lockdown, that we must be comfortable and have everything at our disposal for that akhirat which is everlasting. This lockdown is only 21 days, yet the preparation for it was immense. The akhirat and the life after death, my dear respected elders and brothers, is such that it will last forever and ever and ever. So how much more preparation must take place for that akhirat and that life and that reality that will be forever and ever. When we look at the actual virus itself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran al-Karim that the first quality of the muttaqeen, alladhina yu'minuna bil ghaib, they are the ones who bring iman on ghaib. Iman on the unseen. We bring iman on Allah Ta'ala, we have not seen him. We bring iman on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi we have not seen him. We bring iman on Jannat and Jahannam, yet we have not seen them. We bring iman on the angels, we bring iman on the books that came before us. We bring iman on all that which Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has mentioned will be part of the hereafter. What Rasulullah Sallallahu has told us about the scale on the day of Qiyamah that will weigh deeds, about our Nami A'mal and our Book of Deeds, 
about the Sirat, which is the bridge over Jahannam, about the Hawdi Kawthar, everything that Rasulullah has told us. We bring Iman, yet we have not seen it. Iman bil ghaib, something that we bring Iman and believe without having seen it. This particular virus is not something that we can see. With the naked eye, you cannot see this particular virus. Yet we believe in it. We believe that the virus is there. And the precautions that we are taking are also with the belief that this virus is airborne perhaps, or it can be transmitted uh, very easily from one individual to the next. We believe that, and that is why we are taking precautions. We're using hand sanitizers, we are wearing masks, we are practicing social distancing and all these things, because we bring Iman or we are believing in something which we cannot see. So if this is something of the world, then how much more Iman must we have regarding the ghaib, regarding the year after, regarding all those things which have been promised by Allah and His Rasul regarding the year after. And how do we now carry or carry ourselves through this time and ensure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmat descends and we see the end of this trial? It is the next two qualities which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned of the muttaqin. Also in the first page of Surah Baqarah, in the beginning of the Qur'an Kareem, where Allah ta'ala says, وَيُقْهِمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ وَمِمَّا رَزَقَنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ That there are those who bring iman and ghaib. We have spoken about iman and ghaib. Bringing iman and believing in that which we cannot see in the unseen. But what we can do to alleviate the circumstances and the trial that we find ourselves in, is to practice on the next two virtues and qualities of the muttaqin, the rightly guided or the Allah conscious people. And that is to establish salah, وَيُقِيمُونَ salata, وَمِمَّا رَزَقَنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And to spend from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. If we do these two things, my dear respected brothers and sisters, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy will no doubt come down. By us giving out in sadaqah, and by us looking after those that are underprivileged, a great chance for us in this country also as a form of da'wah to look after those that are living hand to mouth. Those people from our communities and from the, our neighboring settlements and locations who are facing the prospect of no work, no pay. That they haven't worked and they will not get paid. Many of them, alhamdulillah, appeal was made to people. That look, our domestic workers, although they might not be working, but let us pay them. Our workers, they might not be coming to work and reporting for duty, but let us pay them. Because they still have bills, just like how we have bills. And they still need to eat, just like how we need to eat. So we need to keep that in mind. And it's a great form, a great chance for us to display the generosity. And display the beauty of Islam in that we look after those that are less fortunate. That we are always, always cognizant of the fact that there are people that are less fortunate. There are people that are in a position where they do not know where their next meal will come from. So, They spend from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted them. To spend in sadaqah and charity at this particular time. And to establish salah. As we know that it is our hearts are bleeding that the masjids are empty at the moment. Our hearts are absolutely bleeding every time we come to the masjid for salah. And we find that the masjid is empty, our hearts are bleeding. Allahu Akbar. 
When we hear the adhan, my dear respected brothers and sisters, and the announcement is made after the adhan, Allah sallu fi harihalikum, that read your salah at home, our hearts are bleeding, my dear respected brothers and sisters. But a mu'min never loses hope. A mu'min is always positive, always has a positive outlook. And we understand and we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah will deliver us from this trial. May Allah ta'ala make it a means of our sins being forgiven. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it that this trial, وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Sometimes Allah ta'ala will afflict us with such a trial that is intended to bring us closer to Him so that we are saved from the great trials of the year after. This trial must be a means of us coming closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then this trial will be a mercy from Allah ta'ala. May Allah grant us all tawfiq. We ask that you remember all the Muslims, all the people around the world. And let us remember the ones that are less fortunate than ourselves. Let us see to their needs at this time. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.